they just, every vibration in the universe just wants to be heard. It doesn't matter what it is. It wants to be heard, it wants to be felt and then played with. And when it doesn't, it gets louder. It's like, no, 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 I have a gift. No, 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 I'm something, I'm unique. I am, I'm as divine as you. It doesn't mean I'm right. It just means I have a resonant truth. I have a divine expression. And so when that gets heard and played with and then created as something we can't see, but it can be threatening if it doesn't fit in our box or suddenly our whole reality is just like, wait, nothing we thought was real. We, we can access other timelines. We can access other personalities. Like these parts of me, there's, there's parts in my body that are trapped in the past due to a trauma. Like there's a kid inside of me, like, and that person can come out and speak. Like, wait a second, no, 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 you need a pill. I'm at a point now where I'm just like, I'm so curious. I'm like, well, what does that always tell you? Where is it taking you? Where is it? And then what does that do for me? What does that do for society? And it doesn't mean I'm right, but it's inspiring and it's fascinating and it's moving me. And what I'm seeing and creating is a consequence. I'm really enjoying that process. And I think it challenges everything I believed. Welcome to your awakening journey. Today's destinations include higher consciousness and actualized potential. If all ascenders could now please be seated in a comfortable meditative posture, we're about to ascend. You are now arriving at your host, Brian Henry. What is up, Ascenders? My name is Brian Henry. I'm the founder of Together We Ascend and the Ascend Academy, and this is the Awaken Podcast, a show in which we get to dive into some expansive and insightful conversations that will assist you and the planetary collective consciousness in ascending to higher expressions of awareness, divine purpose, and infinite potential. If you are a returning listener, I want to welcome you back, family. And for those of you that may be joining us for the very first time, I want to welcome you to the ascending journey. The foundation for divine creation, the language of the universe, is inspiration. And our guest today in this episode of Awaken is acting from a place of inspiration and he's inviting us to do the same because as Akana would say there is a story within every energy just waiting to be heard and in this inspiring conversation that I got the chance to have with him he supports us in not only accessing and exploring these stories but creating and living the inspired story that's yet to be told. Akana, who has quite a bit of experience with bioenergetics, both in his own personal healing and as a practitioner, has a profound understanding of how we may, by getting to the roots of the energies and the emotions are existing in our body and allowing for compressed energy to be expressed by listening to what these energies are telling us, the story that they are telling us. We can heal disease, 
let go of beliefs that don't serve us and begin writing a new story, playing with these energies in ways that feel inspiring, that feel pleasant. And so these are some of the themes that this conversation that I got to have with this inspiring individual, Kanamandate, circle around divine creation, inspiration, creating and living out the love story that you're inspired to live. So if you're ready to begin listening into the language that the universe is speaking to you in, if you're ready to play, create, and share, if you're ready to live out a beautiful love story, why don't you join us for this episode of Awaken? One thing I wanted to do to kind of just introduce you was the the way in which we, we met at the Divine Masculine Roundtable that we were both part of. That was my first time there. Um, that particular roundtable was, as we know, um, focused on asking questions towards the beings that you channel um, that we'll get into, I think, a little bit down the road. But of course, we're having this conversation now because I resonated with a lot of what you shared and brought through on that day. One of the things that struck out to me was the reoccurring use of words such as inspiration and play, which are very much things that I'm feeling your personal call towards bringing more focus towards being, being in that sense of play, aligning with a sense of inspiration. Um, these are things that I know for myself, the more that I do, the more I enjoy my experience. So on that particular day, a lot of what you shared about and in relation to these, these two notions, um resonated with me okay i hear that beautiful so i do feel like that's kind of where i want to kick things off your your take on the part that what do these words mean to you inspiration play the foundation for divine creation. It's, uh, yeah, everything, it's, it, and it's a process, I think it feels like it's more allowance than it is anything else when you allow yourself to play. I think there's a lot of construct that right now the physiology and the mental construct of humanity is moving from a space, um, I guess with the channel that I work with or the energy I work with says, it's going from the era of the intellect into the era of the heart. And when we have that, it's very, <laughs> it's, it's almost it's almost funny uh it's almost comical um because they'll say everything's play it's just you don't realize it it doesn't matter what you're doing like it's all play it's just how are you categorizing how are you looking at it and the more you try to do it the more you focus it the less you allow it to happen but it's still a form of play and it's a sense of happening in the sense of allowing yourself to be involved in it in a sense of unconsciousness, a sense of flow, and therefore is a sense of feeling, because the flow state is allowing yourself to feel, and that's how you're 
that's how you're created. Your design is to feel more than anything else. So what most people have been trying to do in this construct or in this space was the, the what is it to play without feeling, trying not to feel, trying to control feelings instead of allowing the energy to move through us and then cultivate and shift and create and then be inspiring in its contrast, in its contrast currently or in its inspiration. And so the, the concept of play is a foundation that you, they always say there's a, there's a triad with it. You feel and then you play and then you create and then you share and then, and then you do it again. And it all begins with inspiration. Um, then they were showing me, I was taking yoga, a yoga class recently or yoga teacher training and uh, I didn't do so well. I, <laughs> I, the, I was being shown something different than the class. So I was, I was going down that road instead. And it was a really beautiful process, but they talk about the hand with yoga uh, and each finger being a different kind of energy. And so um, my hand just started writing above the fingers, a different translation for it. And again, it's not like anything's right or wrong. Like what we're doing is amazing. It's amazing what we've created. It's amazing everything that's happened. It's incredible. So the, the idea that we've been working from the intellect and it's what's what's almost comical is that nothing trumps the heart, like nothing trumps the heart. So we keep focusing at the mind, thinking the mind is what's causing it, but the mind is just obeying the heart. Like it's we're actually looking right when it's on the left, and it's so interesting in that construct because that's what's telling the mind what to do. That's what's limiting the construct or creating the construct in which we're playing in. You know, and there's nothing wrong with that. It's brilliant. It's beautiful. And then we get to have that experience, though the the pieces inherently in terms of the flow state. So we're going from the intellect, so which is a, it's more of a creation that's inspired through discord, through contrast, and versus the inspiration of flow. And it's still an inspired thing. That's the difference usually, between those two eras. Well, one is in. It's because it's fighting something. It's not liking something. It's not wanting something. That's all we've so been playing in. That's the one we've been in. Yeah. So we're just like, we don't want that. And then we want the opposite or something else versus we just see something and then we're inspired by it and see what else is possible. So it's not in rejection of anything or in fight of anything because that's where the, the conflict of the contrast comes. And there's nothing wrong with that either. There's nothing wrong with any of it. It's all perfect. Mm -hmm. Can we allow ourselves to play in the contrast of in the uh, in the contrast of just being and also just inspiration? So they talk about the five fingers, the new. They talk about the heart era because they talk about yoga right now, and they say right now we're doing an old form of yoga based on an ancient form of yoga. Like, and this is an old paradigm based on an ancient paradigm. Mm -hmm. So, and it's wanting to go more to its roots, though now it's a co-creation with what has already happened during this time it's not like we're saying oh this is bad let's disregard this it's, no, no no look what we've created in separation and conflict and contrast in the way we have now let's take this and put this into flow into the heart era and bring that in and see what happens when we combine technology that's not out of separation but technology that then we'll be able to see that is in co-creation so one of the cool things to answer your question about inspiration one of the cool things so they went through the hand and the five fingers they were they were talking about each one having a certain energy and the first one was inspiration so the pinky was inspiration and the next one was the physical embodiment of of the heart the love the feeling of that and then there's love the vibration of love and then this one which they were talked about the old era, just like it was more about conformity 
they, they talked about how yoga, this is in the, in the ancient construct. And again, it's not better or worse, it's just different. The ancient concept, yoga did you. You don't do yoga, yoga does you. Mm-hmm. And so this old piece is more about conformity, do it this way. Let me show you how to do it. And now you do what I do and then master it that way and then find your own way. And instead they're saying, well, actually the fourth finger is co-creation. What happens if I pass this to you? What, is you, what do you do with it? How does it inspire you versus do it this way? And then the last one is creation. So inspiration, the physical embodiment, love, co-creation and creation, and then you share it. And then you start over, inspiration. And I was just blown away by this process. And so when I was taking this yoga class, this teacher training, they told me, they said, don't get up, don't move, uh, which is really awkward for me. I don't, I don't know yoga very well, you know? So I'm just kind of like, I'm, I'm wanting to do this teacher training to go deeper in my soul, myself, my body, embodiment. And they said, don't move. And I just finished a 28 day fast. So I, that was, I had no problem not moving. <laughs> I was like, that's great. So I'm just laying down and I was in Savasana the whole two hours. And I'm like, this is awkward, but I like it. Like it feels good. And then they just had me wait and they started to hear things. And eventually they started to move my body ever so subtly. Because normally when I work body, energies get inside of me and move my body. Like when I do body work on people and I start, I just get so to- this hap- has happened before this experience though? Yeah, that happens all the time. Like this mm-hmm. has happened for years. Mm-hmm. Though in yoga, I just thought it was going to be relaxing. And then suddenly I started being moved and this little, mm-hmm. my breath started. The only thing they focused, here's the thing. And this is what was so important. They said, the foundation for the transition is allowing ourselves to receive. So for example, when you're born, you don't come out of the womb and someone's like, hey, 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 breathe, you know? And they're not like, breathe out of your nose. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. But you just come out and life is given to you. It is given to you. You allow, It's just let in. Mm-hmm. So, and the diaphragm is designed to work like a vacuum, to pull things in, to allow things in. So they say, how you eat, how you walk, and how you breathe is how you live. And so the foundation that they have me focus on every day in the beginning of the day, the end of the day, is 10 minutes of allowing breath. Like, what is it to allow you breath to move you? And they say, when you change that, when you're looking at breath that way, because so many people do breath work, a lot of things are designed around work, around trying to get somewhere, do something, create something, move something, negate something, get away from something, um, achieve something. And there's nothing wrong with that. But they, they're like, it's already there. Can you allow it in to move you and you make the discovery through experiential living in the presence of that energy and let it show you what you could never see before. And that's the exciting part is because it's everybody has a different co-creation and inspiration of what that is and what it does for them. So they talk about yoga as a story. And Savasana is the first pose. They always say that that's the first pose because you started off as an idea and you just allow breath into the idea, into the idea of you, into your vessel. And as you start to allow breath in, it starts to move you. And then you start to awaken what's inside of you is this idea. And the idea is a story, just like yoga is a story. And each pose in yoga is a chapter of your story and everyone's yoga is different and the way it moves and the way it cultivates and there's so many extraordinary styles of yoga out there but they're all inside of us they're all around us so as it the breath allows us to move it then slowly moves our bodies and 
so just for one one example of that is so that they had me go in child's pose once through the course of this four weeks i was in child's pose for like 40 minutes or so and i was still in a lot of pain from i was barely walking barely talking from the um from the fasting which is so powerful and i was in so much pain and they just had me breathing and allowing breath allowing breath allowing breath in child's pose and i did ayahuasca once and i remember i was in a child's pose and I heard the voice, this voice say, this is the moment where I get to hold you, is when you're in child's pose, when you get to be held. And mm -hmm. I thought that was so beautiful as I was just on the ground in child's pose, breathing next to a fire. And because you don't have to breathe, you just get out of the way, allow breath, allow life to move you. So as I'm sitting there, allowing it to move me in so much discomfort, but the pain is, is also just, it's emotional energy, it's stories in your body. Then they, after 40 minutes, they said, okay, move. And it was hard to move. <laughs> it's like, you know, like having your arm under like something heavy for like two hours and something you're trying to move your hand. So I tried to move and I started and I went to place my hand down, moving forwards into like a tabletop position almost. And then I went to have my other hand and went to go place it down. And just before I touched it, the voice said, see, now you're learning to crawl. And I was like, wow. Wow. So I started to understand that construct and there's no right way or wrong way. We, we have our, a way that moves through us and creates the story. And it was just profound. So that went on for the whole month. So that's where inspiration, the allowance, allowing ourselves outside of the construct, the conformity of what we know, because I, I didn't pass the class. Like I was not like, I was just following everything I was being told and shown and and what they did is amazing that what I was following, I needed to listen to, I had to do, you know, no matter what. So I wasn't showing up. I was late. I was sleeping outside. Like it was whatever it was. Mm -hmm. And, and it was so such a magical, fascinating, beautiful journey. So, but that starts from inspiration and it won't look like anything anyone knows you will read about because it's yours. It's your story. It's your yoga that's moving through you to take you on a journey. That's you. How do you tune into that? Um, oh, years. <laughs> um, this has been a, a long path. I didn't. I didn't remember signing up for this. So it's been a. It's been a journey. Like I wasn't like, oh, I'm gonna go study this or be a medium or a channel. I was like, I was a tennis coach, man. I was like, I ran an acting school and, and bioenergetics alternative medicine clinic. Alternative, you know, I was running fundraisers, and then suddenly this happened. So. When does this happen? This happens when I went through a, I went through a, a consciousness crisis with a client when I was working with alternative medicine. And what I'd seen we were capable of accessing, believing. Like, well, I got into bioenergetics when I had um, a disease about 20 years ago. And I didn't want to go the normal route. 20 years so, ago, you got into bioenergetics. Oh, yeah. Wow. At this Thank point, you. I'm thinking this is very, very underground stuff, not at all. Um, like these days, you know, it's a little bit out in the open, but uh, 20 years ago, I'm assuming it wasn't being talked about uh, very much back then. Oh, not much at all. I, I was looking at alternative methods for this because um, it looked like it was pretty solid for cancer. I was like, okay, well, I don't, chemo doesn't feel good. None of these other, I'm just like, 
you know, and there's nothing wrong with that. People can go whatever route they want. Like it, it doesn't matter to me. I was just like, that doesn't resonate. Something else has got to be there. But I was like, there was nothing I trusted mm-hmm. until I talked to my chiropractor and she's like, so there's a guy in New Jersey you should talk to. And I was just like, tell me about it. And she explained how bioenergetics work. And I was like, that resonates. That feels good. Like I'm, I'm willing to go for it, you know? And, and it's, it's a, it's a really challenging moment. Cause it's like your life's on the line, man. Yeah. Like in this context of this life and this reality, it's just like, as far as you know, you could die if this is the wrong choice. And so there's so much trust, but you got it. When it resonates, you got to listen to that. No matter what, you know, you don't have to, but it, when you do, it's like, that's when everything happens. That's when the magic, that's when the miracles, that's when it takes you down this other road because that was part of my yoga, you know? And the girl next to me was blind. She was at the session and I was in there waiting in the, in the waiting room. And then we had the same appointment scheduled six weeks later and we, she came in and she could see. She'd been blind for 12 years, you know? And uh, I was like, what, what, <laughs> like, what just happened? And she said, yeah, there was a calcification that was resonant in the back of her eyes and was able to, so all these, I was just like, this is amazing. Wait, repeat uh, that for me, sorry. She was blind for 12 years and was able she to was heal 14. She was yeah. blind for 12 years. Six weeks later, we had the same appointment and she was right next to me again and she could see. Wow. So I was like, what is this? And so I just believed even more. And as he, I would just, so my sessions, instead of being an hour, hour and a half, I would ask so many questions. I'd be in there for like three hours. And he was so generous. He was just like answering everything. I was obsessed because I wanted to know another paradigm of the medical model. Because the current one is amazing, but it didn't make sense to me. I was like, yes, and like what else wants to come in? Mm-hmm. And then, so for 10 years, obsessed, and then finally became a practitioner and got into that when everything changed was about four or five years down the practitioner road, what we discovered in our clinic. And I was also taught, I I was really fortunate to have amazing teachers, but you get your teacher and then you go on your way and then you make your own discoveries too. Like, and then you start co-creating and collaborating. It's an amazing process because bioenergetics you can do and use so many, you can literally do it a million different ways. It's endless what you can do with it because it translates everything to vibration and it combines Western technology and Eastern medicine. And then, so everything's in the same language and you can approach it however you want. So what we discovered and were shown and then discovered even more deeply in the most profound product, again, we're being shown this. It's not like, (laughs) oh, look what we found out. It's like, we're just going down these rabbit hole and the universe is speaking to us. And we found that everything went back to emotion and DNA. And myisms too, but emotions in particular. And it was just absolutely amazing. And we can't claim to cure, treat, you know, any disease. Um, and, and I get that too, actually, because at the same time, we're not, I'm not curing anything. I'm not treating anything, you know, or diagnosing anything. All we're doing is looking at what, what is real, what is resonant, what is held in the physiology. And once it gets to be heard and seen through processes that are being believed and acknowledged, felt, and then we're actually tapping into what is at the root of everything, it has, the body does itself, like it takes care of itself. So we were seeing miracles overnight, like things that we were just like, oh no, that doesn't go away. This is incurable, this is permanent. And we're like, 
actually everything's light and everything's malleable. So that doesn't make sense. So then, so, and also in seeing it and seeing like mine was gone. Like I was, I was suddenly three days later after having my appointment, all my symptoms were gone. This you is know? from cancer. Well, I can't say, I didn't have a, a you know, a formal diagnosis. No, mm -hmm. so I can also say that, you know, the, I had a massive growth, a massive growth. Um, there was a, a resonance within my process and I didn't say anything about what was going on. And then, um, a dear friend of mine, uh, who's a surgeon took a look at me. He's like, yeah, you should, you should, you should get some chemo and get this cut off. Cause I was, I went from five hours a night sleeping, maybe seven max to 10, 12, 14. I was really allergic. I, I couldn't get up. I had basically a third testicle. So once, but in once I went in and things were shown and then I got these homeopathics and again, I can't, I'm not saying these are cute. It's just like, it's what it's doing is it's acknowledging this root and the body is then empowered through this process. The root um, being the emotion. Emotion. Yeah. The, the vibration, the emotion, the sound, the light, all these things are tangible process, which is like profound in what they're able to do. So once you shift the emotional story, everything in relationship to it shifts. Once the root is done, the whole tree changes. And so I've, and I've seen the most extraordinary stories where I'll see something happen. And like, we can test where the resonance is in the body. We can say, all right, so this person, they come in with whatever they want. And again, we're just here to see what resonates, what's, what's coming up. So we see what resonates for the story, for when it happened, where it is in the body, where it's resonating in the body, where it's, you know, and this isn't a diagnosis. It's, this is what's vibrationally holding a resonance. It's like a lie detector test for the body in this co-creative process where when you, when you test somebody a lie detector test when they're being honest, it holds a resonance. That's why the, the thing doesn't go crazy. It's just like, it's just holding because the energy is complete, the cycle. But the moment that it's not true for that person or inside or something deep, it goes crazy because it's, it's not, it's not, it's catching. It's, it keeps clipping. Mm -hmm. So then it doesn't hold a resonance is true for the body. So this process creates more of a, a process for it's like, like it's through technology. It's like muscle testing or kinesiology work where you can say, well, the body becomes in a sense, the doctor and says, let me show you what's going on. Let me Is show there you a name for this process? Bioenergetics. That's the umbrella term. That's the umbrella term. Yeah. And, but know, there's a lot of course that energy. falls like a lot of modalities that fall under that. Yeah, it's a pretty solid umbrella. Yeah, but in kinesiology work, body uh, muscle testing is is a is the non-technology version of working with this, which a lot of people would like to work directly on the body, you know. And it's very it's it's all amazing. It's all, you know, and this is old school. Like this has been around. We just basically put in a computer what we already can already can do because we didn't trust like th this goes back to an older story, but we trust technology. So as we do that, and we use our belief system and we work with that, then we're able to create more from that because we're trusting it instead of ourselves. So we, we give the computers our, not, I would say our power, our co-creative power. Yeah. Like, okay, so we imbue with, with power. Yeah, it's, it's like, show me, I'm going to give you this, show me what I can, I know I can see, but I forgot I can see, mm -hmm. you know, <laughs> and I forgot I can do. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. Like, that's super cool. Like, you get to play with this incredible thing that we created, separated from, you know, separated, not really, but like, emotionally separated from the planet. And mm -hmm. then you get to play with it and then find your way home with it in terms mm -hmm. of discovering light and sound in your body and all these incredible things. It's incredible. It's an incredible process. So, and, and it's, it has the most, 
when the body knows that, I feel it, it, it's, it, it's the most efficient, effective thing rather because a lot of the other processes are fighting. And what I found as an intuitive, is where it gets a little woo-woo, is like when I do my body work on people, when I touch their body, I can often feel the story, I'll see the story because there's, there's something trapped in their body that they're holding on to. And when you say you see this story, could you describe that a little bit more fully? To what degree? So for example, I had a, um, I had a client who had OCD. And again, this can be, this can be, to- I can be totally wrong. It can be totally wrong. It's just really fascinating to think. So I touched the person's body and where the, where it's like the body's a map. And where the OCD, that story around the OCD is inside the physiology. And it's being held onto based on a belief system that doesn't allow flow of energy. So it compresses the energy and that's what creates pain and often control, tension, um, anxiety, stress. Pain is the same thing as pleasure. It's just compressed, it's restrained. One has flow, one has restraint. It's both energy. So when that energy isn't being expressed through the body to feel, play, create, share, then it stays inside the physiology and it creates something inside. Because it's always going to create and that's when disease happens. This is what I've discovered. So I had... um, So this person who had OCD, for example, there was an experience when I touched their physiology and then I saw, felt this experience when they were in Nazi Germany and they were, there was a space they were hiding and they, every time they went in and out, not only could they not express their truth, like when they're in there, because it'd be so quiet. So you can't express your joy, your pleasure, your grief, your pain, you step on something like love, like it's just silence It's trying to survive. And every time someone would leave, whenever they came back in, everything had to be absolutely perfect. Otherwise, potentially everyone would die. So this person goes to this lifetime, doesn't shift, this pattern is fine, nothing wrong with this pattern, but this pattern is still in their vibration. They come back in another lifetime. That body is now playing with that energy on a homeopathic version. Instead of being hiding or you know, in some sort of extreme life or death situation, it comes up as an annoying habit or it comes up in the kind of work they do. So they always have a job that creates real rigid structures and they make sure that they're in control all the time and they're able to manage things and they're able to do that. And it feels good, it feels safe. And it's using that skill for survival, which is the same thing they were doing before, but now it's making money. Now so it's, it's a pattern that reflects the, the, the old story. It, it's a mirror, yeah. And it's pulling right. in, as in your external reality. That's, that's how it's playing out. It's showing okay. you. Is that a fair kind of way of thinking of it? That's how I've always thought of it. It's your your well, external reality is reflecting to you what, what's being held in your field. Yes, yes, it is. And, and it's, but it's interesting in the ways that it wants to be felt and come out and play because it still wants to play. Because that's that why. Part, that's why what? That's why it's being shown to you to kind of bring it up. So it can be felt, mm-hmm. feel, play, create, share. Even the things that don't feel good. Well, that's just a judgment. Feeling is feeling. Feeling is power. See, when you that's just a relationship that that person has with that story. Mm-hmm. If they allow themselves to feel it, because what happens is when it gets trapped in the physiology, 
let's say for example, like that's why certain people will have places in their body that are super sensitive and others that won't, why they have patterns, why certain things happen in their life. Everything's a magnet. You're a magnet for your creation of your life. And your body, your soul wants you to feel. That's what mm -hmm. you're designed to do. And any emotion that is in a state of flow is pleasurable. Whether it's grief or anger or rage or ecstasy, like they feel good when they're allowed to move through you like water. And from there they create. Because it's to numb one is to numb them all. And that's what we've been doing is we've been trying to numb all these emotions because we've been taught this is not good, this is not good, this is not good. This is not safe, this is not safe, you can't survive. And meanwhile, they're like, well, actually, this is your heart. And when you access that emotion, underneath that is a gift. There's something hiding underneath it that's a gift. And when you feel it, and your eyes are open, and you're breathing, and you're allowing this in your side of your physiology, when you feel it, it'll show you something through feeling, just like yoga does. And it'll show you a part of you. And it'll be exactly what you need. And I never know what that is. And that's the beauty of it. Like, it's an amazing process to get to, like, watch people go on their journeys or see what their experiences are like in these, in these processes. It's incredible. And it's so intimate. It's so beautiful. These are even the deepest, darkest tragedies have these extraordinary, because everything's a love story. Like, everything is a love story. So can you find the love is the question. And that's the scary part, because when you do, it kills all the other stories. That's what everybody's protecting against. When you find the love, it kills all the other stories. You say that's scary? It is scary. Why? Because one, you remember who you are and what you are. There's so much power and energy in that. And then there's the letting go of this old story of what you thought was or who you were. So as you let go of these pieces, you, you lose that part of yourself. You, you, you don't lose yourself. What it does is it reallocates that energy into the love story, into love, which it's been all along anyway. Mm -hmm. Like, that's kind of the funny part, kind of like the head is part of the heart anyway. It's like, it has been the whole time. But these stories we make to fight, to protect, to, to like all these things are all based on these belief systems and discord. And they're amazing journeys. They're extraordinary journeys. Nothing wrong with any of them, you know? But once we see, that's why love is at the end of every story. That's why they get rescued at the end. That's why, that's why we have this whole process because it doesn't happen until the end because if that was there, none of that would have happened. Mm. So they get to go on this adventure. To be brought back. And, and that's why all these stories and movies and everything gets to be written because we get to find it in ourselves and in another through remembering, through achieving something, through, through a process that takes us somewhere because then we remember who and what we are because we went through it. And we realized, wow, we are the ocean. We are the sun. We're not above or below anything. We're equal to everything. It's just, can you hear it? Can you feel it? And when you resonate in that way, then everything is pliable. Everything is pliable. Once you remember you're equal to the sun. Because the sun can't do what you do and you can't do what it does. But together, you can play. But if you're below it or above it, it'll remind you one way or another you know, to want you to step into yourself to empower you, to give you this extraordinary journey to life. Just like a disease would. Disease is just, it's not there to kill you. It's there to inspire you to live again. It's inspired you to feel everything that you weren't allowed to feel. Suddenly, now that this disease kicks in, it's like, oh shit, all this stuff comes up. And then you feel it. 
and that starts to move again the emotion and then the stories and then the connections and then suddenly you start doing things you never thought you would do and you start hearing because everything's based on this intense it's like there's no more blocking this it's like something's happening we're gonna do something you know and then you start living in a whole new way and it's just a different experience there's nothing wrong with how you were living before your system's just saying let's do something different let's 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 see something let's try let's try this you know because the more you feel that the heart never breaks it only breaks open that's why heart disease is the most common ailment in the world that kills people is because they're not allowing their heart to be felt that's what it is so and it all has a root and that's the interesting thing i kept seeing in my office over years i'm just like okay so i see these patterns and it's amazing where's the root i was like wait where did this all come from and then i was like and then it was the planet i was like oh and then I got, I've, I've gone through so many experiences, <laughs> with, um, whether, you know, it's plant medicine or um, psychedelics or meditation or just life or adventure, like so many different ways that we have these processes that get to teach us and show us things. And one of the things I got shown, you kind of, in my process, I'll get invited. I'll hear the invitation to do something and I'll just get like, it's almost like Savasana, lay down. And then I don't know what's going to happen. I'm just, I'm here. I'm showing up. Heart's open. Let's go. So I'll get invitations. They'll be like, show up at this location with this and this. I was like, okay. So I show up and then I watch what happens or I allow what happens. And then I experience life and it changes my physiology. It changes my vibration. And then I have more awareness, more connection, more inspiration because I'm getting to be able to feel everything because it's inspiration is the feeling. It's not a mental construct, you know? But the mental construct is still a process of feeling. People just don't acknowledge it that way. It's really fascinating. Yeah, we so, kind of separate it off. We, there's this idea that, you know, there's the mind and there's body. And I think that um, creating that dichotomy, that the difference between the two can cause for this sense of not being in harmony with oneself. Do you see what I'm saying with that? Yes. But you're saying it's still coming from the heart. Yes, it is. And, and even like the, our phrasing of it often is in a way that creates conflict. Mm -hmm. Like it's not in harmony. It's not like we're already judging it and seeing it and writing the story for it before mm -hmm. we're instead of, because they'll say the, the energy I work with says, okay, there's two things. Curiosity and allowance are the keys. And even beyond gratitude, celebration you know and there's nothing wrong with any of it like the, but they're like these are some keys but allowance is one of the biggest is the biggest one allowance and curiosity because everything is what you think it is and nothing is what you think it is like when i see trees now or when i, I had experiences with nature in a sense where i'm just like oh we categorized you as a tree or you're a birch tree, you're a pine tree. That's like saying, well, you're a black person, you're a white person, you're Caucasian. It's like, yeah, each one is unique. And just like us, trees also work with time in a certain way, work with the environment, like in ways that we are limited by our comprehension because we separated ourselves, so we're not able to hear it. And that's a fascinating, amazing thing. Like when we look at a tree and we think about what we can use it for, and then something, oh, you know, it's, it's not like we had this brilliant idea, like, let's build a house with it. Like, the tree is co-creating the inspiration with source, with nature, like, with ourselves. It's like, what can you do together 
in the reality you're working in. And you get to play in that. That's okay. Like the tree is great. It gets to be a house. How fucking cool is that? That is so amazing. It gets to be built into this. But isn't it interesting? We're the only thing that builds a house on a house. Like we're the only thing that can like that that protects itself from rain. And then rain is a gloomy day. And then we're the only thing on the planet that's worried about cold. Like this doesn't like this is just our perception. But we're the only thing that has an issue with the elements. And this is where our story begins. This is the root of all of humanity's discord right now. So all the illness, and there's nothing wrong with it. It's a, it's a really amazing way to play. And, it's, and this is an amazing time because they, they talk about that. They say that population is not a problem at all. It's an asset. The reason there's so many people here is because everyone wanted to be here for this moment. And because love, just like when you take a Moto's experiments and you look at water and you're bidding, you're sitting there with that water. And when, you, when they meditated over it, they would change even, the, I think, the fifth dirtiest water in the world they were meditating over and cellularly made it drinkable. This is just amazing. In, in a matter of just a short amount of time, like within, I think, a couple hours, 40 minutes in the two hours. I, don't quote me on that part, but I know that that, that that part of the process happened when they just resonated with love, meditated with love with the water. What if 8 billion people resonate with love on a planet? What if 100,000 people resonate with that kind of depth of love on a planet? Because when you resonate with that, it's such a, I don't want to say high vibration, low vibration. It's just such a resonant vibration. Because even by saying high and low, light and dark, we're already separating. You, you already set yourself up. Mm-hmm. Like, unless the dark is something that you're fascinated by, because that's where the treasure is. That's what you don't see. That's what you don't know yet. That's the exciting part. That's the inspiration that we've made it into a fight. And then the light is good. It's like, no, the light is just what you can see, you know? And the dark is what you haven't seen yet. And it's constantly moving around just like the earth, you know, just like the, the moon, like it's always moving. So it's, <laughs> that's where the magic is that you haven't seen yet. And the light is reaching. bringing it into bringing into sight and experience but it it comes from yeah. the dark it must yeah. come from there yeah you already see the light but at the same time when we do that it also can redefine what is in the light what you think is a tree isn't just a tree mm-hmm. it's not like that is not just a tree in the way that you understand it as a scientist as a biologist whatever it is or even just as someone who just loves trees like he's just like oh this is a beautiful thing and it is that but what trees are capable of and what they are is so much more. But until it's like, it's like a great analogy is like uh, with kids, right? So, you know, so a lot of, like when I was a kid, I used to see ghosts. It was just, it was just a thing. And I, I know a lot of kids who see like imaginary people or fairies or things like that. I, you know, I run into these kids every once in a while, I guess resonance. And then people say, you know, it's classic stories. They say, well, that's not real. Or they just stop doing that. And then suddenly they don't. And then they stop seeing it. And the moment we say, oh, that's a tree. This is the yoga pose. Here's the progression. Here's this. There's nothing wrong with that because it's going to take you somewhere. It's going to stimulate something. Though it doesn't allow for that unique vibration of that individual to co-create with source and see what wants to be, what wants to be played with and then created it and then shared something new. So 
and that's not good or bad or right or wrong. It's just different, you know? So would you say that our, our definitions and our concepts can be limiting of something, something more? Extremely. That's why everything on the, and, it, and again, it's, it, it's not a judgment piece. It's just, it's like interesting what we've created. Like you're designed to feel more than anything else. So what do we have? We have this huge book of psychological terms and things that need to be treated and then repressed and controlled so that they can operate in a society and survive in a structure that currently exists. And that's totally understandable, you know, so people can operate. But if you look at people with Asperger's, for example, they did some studies. They did this really, um, David Wilcox uh, wrote a wonderful book, um, The Source Field Experiments. It's like candy <laughs> for like- Sorry, what was the name of it? The Source Field Experiments. It, it's it's brilliant. Um, it's, it's, yeah, it's absolute like, like if you want to say like 5D candy, it's it's amazing. <laughs> um, yeah, that. every chapter you're just like, oh my God. It just, it's so, it's, it's like this thick and it's no problem. Yeah. So. Anyway, he talks about in there about the specific ailments, diseases, whatever you want to call it, how they resonate with a certain vibration of light. You know, so sometimes they're like, they found that people with MS were throwing out their light energy cellularly, always mm -hmm. being depleted. So there was a continuity within specific um, diseases, but also their specific vibrations, say with cancer and all these things. So I started identifying certain vibrations. And it just, it's just like, oh, that makes perfect sense. Like bioenergetics and all such stuff. Like, yeah, this makes sense. Um, so it's looking at that. And then they, they looked at people with Asperger's and they, they were seeing that if they wanted to talk like literally evolution, they were, I believe, don't quote me on this though, they were holding six times more light than the average person, which is just a different experience. So they actually had more light resonance, cellular light in their vibration. They were actually, you want to say, typically if they want to talk about evolution, highly more evolved. Though they don't fit in the box of what we understand and how we currently operate. So we have compassion and we feel bad or like, oh, it's wrong. Da, da, da. We want to try and get them in the box. What are, so the, sorry, they, what are the like the symptoms of Asperger's? Like what, what do we, what falls under that umbrella? Oh, I'm, I'm not going to, yeah, I'm not sure, but I want to be. I, I just, I have no idea. Way. I'm just curious how that manifests. But anyways, is there anything that you have to share with regard to that? Um, the symptoms themselves. Uh, I don't want to speak for the system because I haven't. Okay. Um, no yeah, worries. I, I, we'll, I don't we'll want to misquote that. But please so, continue. So there, there's more light in their in their being. Well, just saying, they, their cells hold. Again, it's not better or worse. Their cells are holding more light. And we're measuring this. Yeah, there's a measurement for that. So I'm just like, well, that's really fascinating, and I, I believe I'm quoting that right. Um, Either way, it's, yeah, he does all kinds of work with all these. Other, and then stuff that I get shown, it's just when we look at something as a problem, like I, I know a lot of, like people could say, oh yeah, you're schizophrenic. Like I have this voice that speaks through me, but then I guess every medium is schizophrenic. Every like actor could be a schizophrenic. It's like, we're trying to put it in a box so that we can contain it in the reality that works for our process so that we can survive. And it doesn't, it can be very jarring when suddenly you think what you think isn't true uh, or, or has a different truth mm. or a more resonant truth, that's when love comes in. So instead of saying, this is a problem, we need to fix this. What if we were just curious? Because like I've had clients who had six past life, like when they have multiple personality, 
what I saw was all these different personalities from past lives who were still up to dance, you know, in the moment of now. And they were accessible, all this knowledge, all this experience, all these personalities, and they still had something to say. Mm-hmm. And they kept telling, you know, people saying, there's something wrong with you, there's something wrong with you, or, you know, this voice is bad. And I was like, what does it tell you? You know, and then, so I'm just sitting with this person, just working with the different, playing, playing with, really playing with these different energies, because they just, every vibration in the universe just wants to be heard. It doesn't matter what it is. It wants to be heard, it wants to be felt, and then played with. And when it doesn't, it gets louder. It's like, no, 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 I have a gift. No, 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 I'm something, I'm unique. I am, I'm as divine as you. Like I have something too, and then play with me. It doesn't mean I'm right. It just means I have a resonant truth. I have a divine expression. And so when that gets heard and played with and then created in something we can't see, but it can be threatening if it doesn't fit in our box or suddenly our whole reality is just like, wait, nothing we thought was real. We, we can access other timelines. We can access other personalities. Like these parts of me, there's, there's parts in my body that are trapped in the past due to a trauma. Like there's a kid inside of me, like, and that person can come out and speak. Like, wait a second, no, 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 we need a pill. And there's nothing wrong with that either. There's nothing wrong with that. Like, I'm not against any of these processes. That's a profound process. It's a choice. And then what is that? And it works. And it's really great for certain for, for certain creations. I love that. I'm at a point now where I'm just like, I'm so curious. I'm like, well, what does that voice tell you? Where is it taking you? Where is it? And then what does that do for me? What does that do for society? Because if I ignored all the things that I was being told, because I thought I was going nuts, like, <laughs> you know, it's like saying, oh, bioenergetics, what? Homeopathics, what? You know, I'm just like, but now, 20 years later, I'm in this whole nother vibrational space. And it doesn't mean I'm right, but it's inspiring and it's fascinating and it's moving me. And what I'm seeing and creating is a consequence. I'm really enjoying that process. And I think it challenges everything I believed. Like to hear a voice and to show up and just show up. This is like, well, what are you, nuts? No, I'm not nuts. And I thought, I, you know, it's been on the table. I was like, maybe I'm nuts. Maybe I'm nuts. I don't know, but it's working. Like, and my life is changing and things are shifting. And I can't explain what I do when I do body work. I can't explain what comes through me because I don't know these things. I don't know yoga. I don't know a lot of the modalities that have been shown. I don't, I've never studied any of them, but we never studied anything initially either. We didn't like come into the earth thousands of years ago and say, here's a book. Like it's a vibration. And when that vibration is put into a book, then when we read that book, we receive that vibration because it's, it's an imprint. So we actually get to dance with it. And that is powerful though. It's all here. Mm-hmm. It doesn't need to have a book, but that's a construct we work in. That's super powerful and it's beautiful. So everything wants to be danced with. And when you dance with your disease, because you can hear it and it's not trying to kill you, it's trying to help you. Then it becomes your, your co-creative partner. When you have a life circumstance, some people like they're alcoholics and they have all these issues. It's like, well, why is your system wanting to go there? What's it trying to do? Not like, oh, you're a fuck up. You need, you know, all these things. It's like, cause we can just, we can bury these parts of our process that our soul is going through and miss the gift. You know, it's, it's like, well, I, I, I survived cancer. No, 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 cancer saved my fucking life. Cancer took me on a whole new direction. You know, like I, I, I pulled, suddenly, like I just pulled somebody out of the water three days ago who was dead. You know, and I'm like, why am I doing that? Like so many questions are coming up. 
Like, why was I the one? Like, I was not close. Like, why was I the first one? It didn't make any sense. Nothing made sense to me, but I did it. Pull them out. They're doing CPR, these things. I'm giving them mouth to mouth. This kid's like 20, 25 years old. I don't know. But I'm just like, you know, just do, they do the best we can. So we're just trying to get them. And then I touch his mouth. I watch the air go in. And I see his chest heave and then drop. And then we're still going. Water's coming out. And then I go to do it again. And what was on his mouth was what was inside of his body, his soul, his energy. His energy was there. His acid. We can call it technical terms. But his life force, his energy, what was inside of him was here. So you I saw this. my what you saw this i saw i saw i saw him i didn't see the life force i felt it though as soon as i put my mouth on him the second time mm -hmm. and then the stench the energy of him the breath of him as it went back it's like he gave me life and then something purged from me and i can write the story to say oh and i can look at the chemical thing and the reaction say oh they did it but energy goes beyond that it's a love story. This man was giving me life in a sense. He purged something from my system in me doing what I was doing. And this goes back to a story. Life was creating a circumstance that was empowering both of us. And I don't understand the gift fully, but that piece, ever since that afternoon, like suddenly my whole energy has been totally different. And you can say, oh, it's because you did this and this, but it's been like, I went from the walking dead into like, something's happening, like we're moving we're moving you know so it's everything has a gift and even in his death he had a gift inside of him that was waiting to come out of him you know it's fucking everywhere magic the love story is everywhere it's in everything are we allowing ourselves to receive it through feeling through listening just allowing because when we try to feel when we think feeling when we think listening that's a mental construct for allowance mm -hmm. just allow because then when you're feeling then you're trying to feel and then you're thinking and feeling and then that's just keeping the process in its cycle it's just allow just allow no words and you can do those other things too but they keep saying no no, no. like <laughs> don't just, listen just no. allow just allow and be curious just be really, really curious. When you say those words, and just they say, oh, that's interesting. They're just, Go ahead. And they say, be wrong. Be wrong. Yeah. Be curious. Be wrong. Because that opens us up to, to play with that curiosity and not be... In everything. Yeah. And to let go of the story that you need to be right, to be worthy, mm. to be this identity, to be this construct. Mm -hmm. So you don't need to be. Because, yeah, you can say that's a birch tree, but, you know, if you see it from another vibration, like, you're like, well, actually, yes, and. Yes, you and. Know? Yeah, that, that desire to be right or to have, yeah, that, that, can, that can hold us back from where we're feeling inspired to go mm -hmm. and i yeah. guess your journey with uh with channeling has been a process of letting go of any need or wanting to to be right or for this to be true yes it's still a, like this is the most in-depth i've gone with any of it um 
because of my own fears of like, what if I make a mistake, you know, but, and I'm seeing these past life situations, like I get to see that too, as it comes up and I keep engaging, like, as I say yes to this interview, I'm like, okay. And then how excited my system is, my body is to be like, I finally get to express what's inside of me and just like, you know, share it. What's that feel like? It feels liberating as fuck. <laughs> it's just like, because I love this. I love what I've been shown. It's so beautiful. And I know there's more. I know it's endless. So I'm just like, this is the beginning. And and I don't need to be right. I don't fucking, I don't fucking know what I'm saying when I'm talking half the time. I don't know what my hands are doing. I'm just watching them and seeing the most profound results. I'm just like, this works. And I'm like, suddenly, I don't know acupressure, acupuncture. I don't know any of these things, but my hands certainly do. So I'm like, wow, what if we could all access these processes, these energies and play with them and allow them through us? Another um, phrase that you use that just, I feel it right here is that life move you. Yes. I mean, the words, of course, can only do so much, but can you can you do your best to point us to allowing life to move us? What, yes. Perhaps describing the sense experience of that. What does this mean? <laughs> I love that question. Um, <laughs> this is great. So every like every time I'm talking or having a conversation, it's like a three. Like I'm always hearing this other energy talk. Um, all the time so it's like um, as I'm talking to you and, the, and when you talk and they're just like sometimes they're they're like no actually this vibration be and I'm like okay okay <laughs> they're like you're so excited so it's it's fun when you and to hear you say that to it's like to try and put it into mental terms um well, we have to do a podcast. It can't just be a silent recording. <laughs> no, no, you're, no, you're right. <laughs> do you feel it, everybody? <laughs> oh, wow. Let's, no, let's totally. just all feel. And no, it's just it's perfect. Um, and, and you know what? And it's funny because to a degree, that is it. That really is it. Mm -hmm. Like this podcast could be you laying down for two hours doing nothing. And then, and it's going to show you whatever needs to happen if we can allow that to be whatever it is. And it doesn't matter what it is because some of this, the first story that comes up in our body is probably, I should be doing something, you know, that's what's coming up. So it, in terms of realizing like it's all there to show us something, it's all trying to teach us something. So two things, two, I guess two things come in around that question. One is process I've been going through recently is there's been so many things inside of my body um, that are these stories that, you know, this lifetime, past lifetime. And as I get more and more open and more and more allowance um, through life, through processes, the, the next one comes up to dance. And so I get to feel it. And when I feel it, the immediate reaction is to want to like, is judge it. This isn't safe. I can't be this way. Um, what's going on? And it, some of them were really, really intense, like really like some, like I was having panic attacks or terror at some point. And we can say, well, you we gotta get that under control. And I'm not saying like, you wanna be able to operate and do what you need to do. We're not here to like, you don't wanna throw yourself off the bridge. It's more about, can you let yourself be in it 
and feel it and then see what it's trying to communicate. So, and I did that finally, there was this like in, inner child energy that came out of me, like very kid-like, very kid-like. And it just took over my body and the, the amount of terror that was felt. I was, I was working on opening up um, the, the, the hips in particular, like a storage area. That's why a lot of people break their hips. The, the energy of the emotions gets stored into the hip, hip joints, the pelvis. So when that gets broken, it, there's a release process in that. Um, though that's when that's, that's why, you know, freeing, like opening the hips, all these things, it's just the body is a map. It's a storage basin for your stories, uh, but it's a magnet too. So when you feel something, it's allowing yourself to be fully in it. It's just what we usually do is we get to a certain point because that story that's still in our body says, oh, you're gonna die if you do if you do this. If you can go, and it's not to the point you don't, it's not about hurting yourself, it's more about listening and just go past that comfort zone and keep listening and keep listening and letting it move, letting it show you. And what I found was when I, I finally was able to see like this energy was taking over my body, like I was acting like a three or four year old and I was watching this happen and fast, I'm just like, but it was full on. So I'd be fully in this energy and watching and express it and like feeling and express itself. But then there came a point when I was able to like, just like my channel, I can watch it and let it take over. And so I was watching this thing take over and it was amazing to give it full permission to speak, to express, fully let it, whatever it is. And then finally I realized, oh shit, this is a part, this is something, this is inside of me. Like this is trying to tell me something. This is a part that's been trapped. Like something happened to me. And it wasn't allowed to express its heart. It wasn't heard. It wasn't expressed. Everything wants to be heard. Feel, play, create. If you don't play, if you don't feel it, it's not being heard in that sense. And it, being, it can still be played with in, a, in other contexts, in, in discord or in repressed energy. There's nothing wrong with that. Though it wants, a, it wants to be fully heard. Everything does. Um, you know, it's like the sun. To, you know, the sun's cool. Like, you don't want to put, like, a bunch of sunglasses on it. Like, the sun wants to be the sun. Like, let's go. So when I separated myself, I grabbed a pen and then I took that kid energy over and then I just started writing and I did free writing and I let, I gave it a voice and I just started asking questions. I said, what happened? And it started telling me like, what happened, where, when? And I was just like, oh my God, this is what was hidden in my body. I couldn't see. And the reason it kept coming up again and again and again, and this is where bipolar stuff can come in. We keep going into these, we go back and forth into these emotions where it feels like a threat. And then we, we ping pong. So again, can we see that ping love pong story? in and out of feeling it? Did I get that right? Right, because for example, if I go too deep in this emotion, suddenly it means I'm gonna die. It means and all you... this, this story. So oh, we gotta, we gotta okay. do whatever it takes to get out of this. No. But I was in a space where I had freedom to just be, and I could just let it live. And it, it just showed me so much and it, it changed my life. And now when these things come up, I'm able to like give it a voice, give it a pen, ask questions, and then it'll just show me the answers. So that's one, one thing that we found was really powerful in the allowance process. The other part of the process was um, recently, I was like, <laughs> okay, we're creators, right? We get to make our lives. And that's the scary part. Like I, I've been going through so much this last year it's been super intense and I, I often want to have experiences where I'm just like, okay, there's four or five options here right now. I can do any of them. And they're all like, choose your own adventure. And I'm glad I have all these options, but at the same time I was so overwhelmed. I was like, I want to do the right one. And there is no right one. It's just committing to one. What happens is people will have options. This is a, or this is for me anyway, they'll have a bunch of options, 
and then I'll finally choose one and think of what I'm supposed to do. And in truth, you know, it doesn't matter what you choose. The encouragement is, what is your big fuck yes? You know, what's your 10 out of a 10? Regardless of whether you believe it can happen or not. Like, what is the one? It's like, duh. So I consistently been choosing the one I thought I was supposed to do, you know. And there's gifts in that. But as soon as I do that, it releases the tension around all the other options. And then suddenly I'm able to see so much further into all of them. But I've already chosen. So meanwhile, as I've chosen, I'm looking back at all the things condemning myself, saying, oh, shit, you fucked up. How did you do that? Mm -hmm. Look at all the things you missed. Meanwhile, not looking at what's in front of me. Mm-hmm. And that this choice was just as divine as long as I can be in this choice. Fully here. Burn the ships. Like, just mm-hmm. get in it. It'll bring everything. Because you're a magnet no matter where you go. It doesn't matter. You can go to Antarctica. You can go to Vermont. You can go to Mexico. Like, you're going to pull in what you need because you're a magnet. As long as you can allow yourself to feel and be present with it. Mm-hmm. So, what I realized the other day was, I was like, all right, universe. <laughs> this is really stressful and challenging for me and i want to allow this and, and it's let so much come up and now i'm not a choice i'm just like i want to ch- i'm going to ask i'm asking i'm choosing this whatever in terms of communicating with me whatever is best from for my joy my expansion my play um for this life for others for the earth for my body i want it to be a total fuck yes like it's so exciting there's no this is it's like this is clearly the answer it's like, do you want ten dollars, five dollars, or a million dollars? I'll take the, you know. It's just like, so yeah, a million dollars. There's no question on it. And so the next day, I get a phone call for an offer for someone who says, "I need you to go pick up this technology, and then I'm gonna take care of all these other things for you." Blah 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 blah. You know, with bioenergetics, it's like the latest technology. And the owner of um, the owner of the company just asked me to to grab the technology for them because it was in Costa Rica. I was like, yeah, that'd be an honor. And I get to use the technology, I get to expand my process, but also get to support the company and support the people I'm with here uh, because it has incredible technology. It's incredible, incredible technology. And what is it out of curiosity? Um, it's called SV2 Insight. It's, uh, SV, it's uh, the new human. It's a really amazing company that made the technology, the bioenergetic technology I was introduced to initially 20 years ago. And they've mm-hmm. expanded. They're incredible. They're just amazing, amazing people. And this um, is available to consumers? Anyone can purchase it, yeah. Oh, and they also okay. have an incredible line that's based on all kinds of geometry. Yeah, they're they're just brilliant. Like when you get into the science of what they're doing, it's just like, wow. Like yeah, it's like intuition, other realm and science combined. Yeah, bringing it together, bridging that gap. Uh, so the so new human. What's that? The new human is what the, uh, the, the company is called, human. right? Okay. The new human, yep. Um, so... Uh, but that was a fuck yes. So I'm just like, if it's, and if it's not a fuck yes, I'm just feeling the things that scare me. Cause I'll see little things come up to make me want to flinch or react or just cause it's just like, cause it's like, oh, is the money going to be there? Will I be able to eat? Will I have this? Will I have that? Will I have a place to stay? And then I'm like, you know what? You got me. Like I'm not, instead of saying yes to those stories, I'm just going to feel them. I'm going to write what they want to say and then create something with it because I'm feeling it. Now I'm playing with it and then I'm creating a document and now it's sharing. I'm sharing in a lighting, you know, with the, with the group that I work with and I'm sharing mm-hmm. on Facebook. And then what it does is it gives that voice not to get rid of it. It's to be honored. Like what you've been through, what, you, what you've been through in this life and past lives, regardless of how tragic or dark it may sound, 
like those are epic stories, they're love stories. And to experience those that are profound and to negate them and to judge them as like, oh, these things are bad. You can do that, there's nothing wrong with that. But do you see the beauty and extraordinariness to be able to, to, to experience that, you know, to go into space, you know, to go to <laughs> these people who, you know, went through these incredible experiences where they were, you know, and what is it to travel the world, you know, without shoes for five years? What is it to be inside of a, incarcerated in a cell for five years? What is it to be, you know, in a desk job for five years or to be, you know, on a boat for five years? Like, what, what are these things, you know? And so a lot of people get to have these experiences though because of the judgment or the oppressed or they felt like they couldn't express the truth or they weren't free, then those pieces get built up inside because your body and your system wants to create. That's what you're designed to do is to create and it's from pleasure, it's from flow. And when you can trust the heart, the heart will take you everywhere. It will see beyond all obstacles. Like there'll be a thousand you know, creatures in front of you wanting to kill you, your heart will tell you where to go. It will get you through it. Like it knows, it's just, can you burn the ships? Can you fully commit to it? Can you allow it to take you on a journey? Let your heart take you. And that's when the fuck yes is so easy because it's based on this excitement, this passion, this inspiration that then embodies your body, your, your heart with love and co-creation as it brings in all these things to play with. And then you create something and then it becomes part of your masterpiece. That's you, that's life. And then it inspires others as well. And as you vibrate with that, you consistently pull it in. If you're vibrating consistently with that co-creative, you know, sensual pleasure, flow of energy of life, you know, even sexuality, like that vibrance, not of needing anything, just the vibrance, because sexuality is just, it's creative energy. That's all it is. It's like inspired creative energy. It's an easy light, but it's all, like everything we create is like creative energy, you know? So we can use it for whatever we want. It gets cultivated. And when you flow from that, you keep pulling in things that want to continue to do that or you'll pull in the things in the way of it to try and expand it out so you can feel it and then keep moving in those directions if you want to. And it doesn't matter. <laughs> and it doesn't matter, you do whatever you want. Do whatever you want. What do you want, you know? Getting away from the notion of there being a right thing to do and finding no, that no right or wrong. What's your fuck yes? Because that, the universe speaks to you in inspiration, not in dogmatic needs of what you need to do, unless that's inspiring for you. But everything's like everything's great. You can, it's not like this is wrong. Or if it wasn't inspiring, like great, it's it's, it's moving something. <laughs> like it does, it's all good. We just haven't given ourselves permission because of what happened with the Earth. You're, we're literally. And this. What do you is mean? What called, happened with the Earth? So, there's a lot of people talk about this, but. What I was shown when there's, there's so much human discord with the earth. And like one night they, they had me go out, uh, I was up in Portland at the time and it had just been raining all day and it started snowing. It was like 34 degrees or something. And they're like, go in the backyard naked and lie down on the ground. And I'm like, fuck that. <laughs> I'm like, no. And they're like, go in the back and then back down. I was like, no. I was like, okay. <laughs> so I'm like, for half an hour, I'm just like, ah, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. And because I have this huge thing with cold, you know? And then I finally like, I was like, fine. You know, it's like, it's like two in the morning, right? And I go outside and I lay down and I'm just like, oh, you know, I'm just like, I'm just letting it in. I'm just like, oh my God, oh my God. You know, just like breathing, breathing, breathing. And then after like, probably like two and a half minutes or something, my body just like sprung up 
catapulted and started screaming in some language I never heard before at the earth. Like literally I could feel myself not down, but like at the earth. I was just like, I, I'm like, I have no idea what's going on right now. I'm just like, yeah, but I, you know, it's just like, as I guess what I call it heart language, what people call light language. I never really known much about it at that point. And I was like, oh, that's what that is. And there was so much rage coming out of my system. I was so angry. And I was like, oh, that's what's inside. And then it showed me about the time. And I immediately saw all these pieces from the story. I was just like, oh my God. Oh my what God, story? I see it. The flood. So it was showing me that, you know, there's different stories within this construct, but the flood happened, right? What primates do when they're angry is they throw their feces at something they're angry at. So what do we do? We shit on our water. You know, it's like, what do we do? We have power plants and we throw our trash in the ocean. Power plants use water. Like they're constructed using water to then throw the toxic, what we call toxic. I mean, the earth can handle anything, but it's like, we're doing this thing and we're basically saying, fuck you. We even have that oil where it's even pummeling like the fist, the hammer into the ground. We're pulling the blood. Like all these things are metaphors for our rage as we, instead of using things like pyramid technology and solar, that's why we're so resistant to do all this stuff is because we didn't want to, we didn't trust the earth. We didn't want to do it with her anymore because we all got wiped out practically by this flood. So when it wiped everybody out, there was, a, it's like living in a kitchen with your mom and she stabbed you in the back one point and you're still in the kitchen with your mom, but you forgot, but something's not quite right. So we're on, we're on earth, like we're here. And it's like, something's not quite right. So what do we gotta do? We're gonna build houses. We're gonna chop down trees. And there's nothing wrong with any of the actions that we're having. There's nothing wrong with anything we're doing. We're doing it from a place of discord and protection, not inspired creation. Mm. So it's gonna reflect accordingly. It's really our discord with ourselves. So we thought we did something wrong. And we control the water temperature. We control all these things. You know, that's why Wim Hof's work is so incredible. It's because he's going to the root. And it's, it's amazing. And a lot of technologies are too. A lot of different technologies are working with root vibrations that are helping us allocate back to the planet in this really coy, amazing way. It's super subtle. And we wouldn't know it because we trust technology. So it's helping do it. And the earth is working with us in that. The earth is always trying to help us nourish ourselves and bringing us back in that space. It's beautiful. So when we did that, we had this big separation. We made those into gods. So suddenly we're like, we made the elements into gods. And then we controlled whatever we could, which is animals, which is land, which is pulling resources out by saying, fuck you. Now we're gonna burn them. And now we're gonna do it for our own heat, our own nourishment, our own comfort. So we feel like- We don't trust the earth. Because yeah, because we weren't trusting the earth anymore. Because so we we're angry. Ourselves. Yeah, because well, we not the Earth was angry. We're just we, 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 we. There's a there's a relation. Like we use the reason people would get in these canoes and go in the ocean for thousands of miles, and they say they they populated these islands in the middle of nowhere. Like yeah, of course they did. They didn't operate the same we did with space and time and all these other things. But beyond that, they also worked with an adventure. They weren't there to conquer the ocean. They were there to play with the ocean. Hmm. So the ocean would take them on an adventure to live and what it is to be human, what it is to be here. And they go on this incredible adventure, just like a disease is there to take you and bring you alive again. 
it was just, this is to help people go on these incredible adventures and discover new things and see what was possible. And that's fun because they're creators, they're advent we're adventurous, we're, and we're designed that way, you know? And when you can hear the ocean, like, whoa, that's amazing because she is you and she's equal to you and she wants you to play with her and everything in it, so does the sun. What do we do? We, we put it on sunblock. But the sun is always talking. Like there's so much information coming from the sun at all times. The air, it's full. You're breathing in life force. But we just use it to survive. We just look at it on a scientific level, which is amazing. And, and you are the elements. You are mostly water. So, and, and again, that breaks down in so many different, we look at all the most effective modalities that help with health. A lot of them are like ozone, O3, H2O2, you got hydrogen peroxide, you have water, you have frozen water, you have ice. What do we do when we have inflammation? We put ice on it, but yet blood is actually the expression of love that goes to the physiology from the heart. That's why things get inflamed. It's because love is coming in there. And then to say, well, here's what inflammation does. This is our relationship with love. So what we do, we put cold on it. But what the cold does when we put ice on it is it goes back to the discord with the planet, which is a discord with ourselves. So then we start to heal more naturally because the ice is on there to reduce inflammation. It's actually to, it's to work with the story. That's what blew my mind. I was like, this is a love story. It's amazing. It's all a love story. Kind of. I'm going to ask you one final question. <laughs> okay. Thanks for thanks for all this time. <laughs> uh, you're thanking me. <laughs> yeah. Um it, it truly was. Um before I um express my gratitude as best as I can, I do want to wrap things up with my favorite question of the show. Grand finale. You've said a lot. You've shared a lot and I've loved it all, but I have a feeling I'm going to love this even more so, perhaps. You ready for my ascending question? I'm not sure. Yes. <laughs> yes. Brother, you just realized the power to telepathically communicate with all of humanity. What do you say? You are a living love story. And an expression of the divine. Designed to feel, play, and create with everything and discover what it is that's possible, which is everything. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for your time with me this amazing conversation for all that you're sharing and the work that you're doing for just being here, for joining us on this planet at this time to play with us. I appreciate you. Yeah, you too. Thank you. If any of our listeners would like to connect with you, where would be the best place for them to go? 
Um, my website, Rezo, R-E-S-O, life.com. Um, yeah, they can contact me there. Perfect. Rezolife.com. And the link to that will be in the show notes, the description of this episode, wherever you're listening to it, of senders. Kind of thank you once more for being here. I thoroughly enjoyed our time. Thank you. Uh, I really appreciate that last question. Yeah, thank you. Take care, my friend. You too. Senders, that is going to be all for this divinely inspired conversation that I got to have with this beautiful being, Akana. I hope that you enjoyed the story that we told and that it was able to invoke inspiration in you to go out, create, play, share, live out the inspiring story that's within you. It's all just one beautiful love story. Are we seeing it as that? Are we allowing life to move us? Are we allowing ourselves to play? What greater choice is there to make? Family, thank you for being here as part of our love story here in the Ascenders community. I appreciate you. I love you. And until next time, keep ascending. <laughs>